better than the I first would say one so, yes. Yes. yes because and i'll tell you for why because it was about what's the big show gonna do now that he's retired and as yeah. before this before this episode started i was like oh this should be about a restaurant on the road because then it's about something other than a family it's about him looking for new jobs and stuff that's about something it's, i can get behind that it's a good little premise to do like a little thing he tries to do each week yeah he, he works in an ice cream store and he's massive behind the counter and he wears a little blue shirt and then the guy wants rum raisin and he breaks the cone with his hand and then the next week it's a pizza store it's the same joke but with a pizza i mean they made that joke that he's big 10 times 10 times in that that joke that he's big and very powerful as well they were kind of like running that into the fucking ground well, get used to it, man, because it's the big show show. What else are they going to talk about? I don't know. That and that I, I used to be a wrestler is pretty much what we've got here. So, okay, so writers, right, yeah, so writers. Yeah. I, I only mention this because it's true. The staff writers are all female. I'm not, I'm not commenting anything about women in comedy. Don't fucking start. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... But all the staff writers, there's three staff writers. Two of them are female and are just basically failed actresses. There's more acting gigs on the IMDb than there is writing gigs. And one of them's got some writing credits. Nothing huge, but like some good TV work. Okay. So that's that's interesting that they couldn't find anyone who's got like a name to them to do this. Even like the guys, the showrunners, the two dudes who uh, whose name are at the beginning there. They, yeah, they, they've got nothing much on the. I would have thought like the showrunners would be like the guys who call the shots for everything though. Like, in... well, they would. So in, in as I understand the American writing system works, they would outline the episode, or they would come up with the premise, and then they would give it to the staff writers okay. to punch up for jokes, or they would do a table reading where they take their input. But I don't know how many hands this went. This isn't like classic Simpsons where like the script had to go through nine rewrites with a full table of great writers. This is. Two actresses, two people who were actors who decided there's more money in writing, and, and someone else desperate for. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you, if, if you're an actor and you're thinking there's more money in writing, there isn't. There really isn't. <laughs> run, run while you can. Stay on the stage. I mean, I like. I also kind of thought there'd be someone who would be like the wrestler slash writer. I don't know, like what I meant by that. Bring like, in, you like know, a, a consultant. But I guess yeah, if yeah. Uh, the big show himself is working on it maybe had some input in the wrestling stuff i'm guessing someone must be a fan to get away with uh, and and i i wasn't sure how hands on the we would be on about this because as i'm sure you know the word wrestler is verboten in WWE tv you're not allowed to say wrestler you have to say sports entertainer that's very strange yes it is that's a it's a vince mcmahon decree so it's <clears throat> going to be strange where did he where did he come up with that one I mean, his idea was that we need to make the WE more about entertainment than it is sport because back in the day you couldn't say it classify it as a sport because you'd have to pay tax and sport and you'd have to make you know, everyone gets paid. He's a monster, isn't yes, he? Yes, like, he, he is. Actually, he's, is like he's a human monster. He has like no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He's quite buff. If that's a that's not really quality. a redeeming quality, though. I don't, I don't know. Okay, so. Uh, so, uh, what else did I like about that? Uh, I like <clears throat> in in terms of, and and also speaking of wrestling stuff, they mentioned the wrestling bear. Are you familiar with the wrestling bear? 
I didn't know. I was going to, I was going to circle back to that because I wasn't sure if um, that was an actual thing he did. He didn't do it, but the wrestling bear is a thing. Stu Hart, who is like a least successful version of Vince McMahon and one who enjoyed physical pain inflicting on people lower than him as much as he did the mental pain that Vince McMahon gets his jollies off of. There, he had a bear that apparently would live under the house during the off seasons, and they would take it on the road and like you know it was like declawed and like a lot a lot of teeth like had fallen out and it, it was just basically like you know you train how to play with it. But Roddy Piper tells this great story about when he was breaking into the business, someone uh, gave him the old quote unquote the sportsman, which is when you pat a fella on the bum. Okay. And yeah. when they were patting him on the bum, they were slipping honey into his trunks and the bear oh, shit what is wrong with wrestling promoters? This is just Why wrestling people. Like, yeah. You get people mauled by bears for fun. You don't let people sneeze in front of you. <laughs> you screw them over on their union and like don't give them health care and make them classify as independent contractors instead of like staff workers so you uh, can pay them less. You don't get to be a millionaire by being a decent human <laughs> That's being. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there are no good billionaires, but... It just, it just seems like there's so many stories like that about them just abusing their power. Well, we're going to cover lots of them in these episodes. I'm betting there's, there's more coming up. A couple of things I did like about that one. Um, uh, there's, there are a couple of more, couple more jokes that worked. Mm-hmm. Like the cutaway where he's auditioning for the role of Elton John yes. was like unsurprisingly funny. Because he's wearing a funny hat and funny hats are funny. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you can't argue that. It's still kind of the same basic joke like the joke is uh he doesn't look anything like elton john and that's kind of the joke but it's it's a slight variation on the fact that he's really tall which if they're gonna use that one joke yeah if they're gonna use that one joke different variations of it is gonna stop it from getting stale which already is fucking quite stale and there was also that little bit where he's uh, at his kids like bring your dad to school day Mm -hmm. thing or career day whatever they call it over there weird fucking american stuff yeah there's a lot of weird American stuff in there that I want to just rail of rail against, but that you don't like the fact that they do stuff before they go to school. It gives that, me that like really like you. I just I just really hate mornings <laughs> and seeing them on TV and say oh it looks like this looks like a whole um they're doing like a little PowerPoint presentation without PowerPoints about what it's like to live in Florida and they and don't it, mention meth once and that's like that's an afternoon activity or an evening activity <laughs> or like you know it's something you do. You know, we have more time. It's like, oh no, everyone go to school. Like, what are you doing this before school? Let's fucking, you know, get your bags ready. It's you know, and That's I was getting you get enraged, about preemptively that. panicking because I, I, I've <laughs> said this before, but I hate watching stuff set that takes place early in the mornings. It makes me really uncomfortable for reasons I'm not totally sure about. So every time I see it done in American sitcom and they're all laughing and joking, but it's like, what is wrong with you people? This is the worst time of day. They were doing like cutaways and that entrance stuff at the beginning as well. And I don't like sitcoms that do cutaways unless it's like an established part of a thirty rock. You can get away with it, like this. The- no, if you're if you're a like a family sitcom, you don't need cutaways. Stay with the story. A sitcom uh, based on a family needs to stay within the relationship of that family. I can't remember if they did. Did they do like cutaways in the first episode or? Because I can't remember I don't any. Think but think so. I didn't write any down. Going to be any striking anyway. Yeah, but also another um another thing I liked about that that I, I learned that the Undertaker is in real estate for real, <laughs> or like land deals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting actual facts about WWE superstars. Yeah, but I, I do you think they're gonna do an episode where the big shows like uh, well uh, they want me to work Saudi Arabia? Let's <laughs> talk about the ethical ramifications of that. If they. If they do that, fucking hell, I would give it like five stars. That's like that's 
you know, using the platform to make a statement like that would be quite cool. Why didn't the Big Show work the Saudi Arabia things? You'd think they would have liked them because basically the way they booked the Saudi Arabia shows was the prince or whatever said like, I want, I want the Big Show, I, I, I want the Undertaker, I want Goldberg. They were quite keen. They were very keen on having Swoggle as well. You remember Hornswoggle? Oh the yeah. Fella? They wanted him, and he's just like a normal dude now. So he's like, "Hey, do you want to make a few thousand dollars for one day's <laughs> work?" I? And it's like, "Fuck yeah!" I guess maybe he didn't do it on ethical grounds, maybe because I think it's like it's some dodgy, really dodgy stuff. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, it totally is. Like Daniel Bryan refused to do it. Good on him. He's a, he's a good fella, you know. Yeah. But I, I also kind of think Big Show would be like. Big Show's like a, a grizzled vet. He'd be like, fuck yeah, I'll take that payday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but did he never do any of the Saudi Arabia shows? Or? I'm pretty sure he didn't because that, that's the the exact moment where I was officially done with all things WWE. I was just watching pay-per-views up until like, the, oh, by the way, we're going to go ahead with this like a week after that journalist was killed. Oh, yeah. Nah, dude. That was... <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking bad choice. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't recall him. Again, people can comment on this and tell me how wrong I am. But no, it's it's not. It's not popping up in my mind. Yeah, that's pretty cool of him, I guess. If he was even asked to do it at all. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe he wasn't wasn't asked in the first place. Like the central conflict in this episode, aside from uh, the big show trying to find like his purpose in life and um, being a like trying to be a real estate agent like his wife. Um, is the two like the middle child and the older child is one's called Mandy and one called Lola called Lola. I'm not sure which is which yet. Um but they've they're like sharing a room now and yes, the conflict this episode. The conflict <laughs> of it is like they're meant to be oh they're just as bad as each other. But like the older child moves in and like the, the middle child is just like she steals her clothes and like wakes her up like turns off her alarm and like you know, wakes her up stupidly and everything. It's like the middle child is fucking in the wrong, like... Well... And it's not not, not addressed. She's, like, 100% yeah, in the wrong. I can only understand this through the eyes of a person who watches a lot of TV, which is me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> this is, like, sister relationship stuff, which, again, makes sense, given that it's a, a fully stocked female writer and stuff. They've just written what they know, written what I they guess. Know, I guess, yeah. With nothing wrong with that. And it's it's a fine enough premise for an episode, I suppose. It's not like super original, but we're not here for super original. It just wasn't enough focus for the characters that weren't the big show. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, make me make make the non big show characters more entertaining. Just don't give them a stupid criminal gimmick like you've done for the youngest child for yeah, some reason. That's weird. Um, but like, there's just no. She has like no. Another character has got no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Like we're working our way up. The kids are doing like the little child's a write off. Like she's like she's got a voice like she smokes a pack a day already, and like just all the lines are just her being a criminal, which is just not funny. She's just one catchphrase short of like God, I hate this child and hope she dies. <laughs> <laughs> They, they were, this this is the kind of show that was made for like that sitcom catchphrase humor of the nineties that just does, does not happen anymore. Thank God. Uh, is it like uh, oh, I've totally forgotten it. The one from Bojack Horseman. I was thinking that too, but I also got to remember oh, it. Like uh, you're listening to the Big Show Show podcast where we try, <laughs> try to remember really? lines from Big from Bojack. Horseman. I mean, the first thing I said That's when I saw something, something, man. That's too much, man. Hey, yeah, there, there it go, is. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I said when I saw the trail of this was, is that the horse from Horsing Around? So, like, 
there's a lot a lot in common there apologies to the big show but like man i hope this doesn't end on the very somber note that (laughs) poja cosman ended on oh i hope it does that would be fucking fucking really good but like the middle child that was was ranting and raving about and you know Mm -hmm. uh is just she's a horrible a horrible personality vacuum like (laughs) just she is i mean the whole idolizing every single person like idolizing like famous people, famous women in oh, history. Oh, idolizing famous women through history. Um, which you know is nothing wrong with that. About. But like one of them is Ellen DeGeneres, who yeah. I have on good authority is a horrible human being. I've not heard this. Explain this um, to me. Well, I was reading there's a Twitter thread of all the load of people who worked on her show talking about little individual stories, and she's very much like Vince McMahon, uh, emotionally abusive, and like oh. if you say hello to her, she like smiles and then buys you quietly behind her, behind the like closed doors There's and everything people know that you need to eat to survive so if he hides and eats ketchup sandwiches in secret yeah there's like a whole a whole fucking thing i mean if i, if I was asked for it i could probably produce it but i can't think of many of them off aside from oh, that one about people shame. people being fired well she's already did the whole thing where she was mates with george bush which, well, which is yeah, quite bad she, she uh side talked the way out of that quite well uh she just she did the uh, the james franco thing of just like yep i did that sorry <laughs> you know yeah. and he got away with it for a while so yeah i mean I mean, that's, that's a shame. But I, I, I guess yeah. she, she, she is like the highest paid person in, in talk shows, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's so, not a nice human being by all accounts. And again, don't get to be rich by being a nice person. Yeah, um, which was is a shame to know. But like that, she's got that going on. Uh, she's got like, um, she's like re like worshiping her older sister and everything. And but also totally doesn't hold herself accountable for stuff either. Like stealing her big sister's stuff is you should. Probably no, don't do that. That's that's like something you'd ask to do first. And she's acting like she's the victim for it. It's like Is this just not a girl thing though? Like they just change clothes all the time. <laughs> Maybe and the scores of information that I have on the lives of women, I, I don't know. It's just it's the same with anything else, so if someone just takes your stuff without asking, it's like Oh like something like a pen or like a notebook or something. Just something inconsequential okay use that fine but using someone's clothes without their permission is just a fucking shitty thing to do i think and so fuck that kid yeah she's just got no redeeming qualities whatsoever she's trying to be lisa simpson without the intelligence or charm oh yeah it is a lisa simpson isn't it yeah it's not a character trope character you want to emulate man that's she uh she's not popular with the fandom Toxic masculinity, though they are going to be against the yeah, just against anyone, anyone, any woman, really. Can I tell you a thing? I did have a problem with this that isn't related to to gender. Uh, <laughs> they did what we in the industry call a splash gag. Now, as I'm okay. sure you know, I um I am currently pursuing a doctorate in comedy, so as such, I have to approach comedy through a very scientific lens and you can learn more about this in my very successful youtube show let me tell you why that's funny available on top but when uh Erkel, who's in this by the way is uh trying to sell the big show on his coffee machine or his juice machine or something like a, a juicer that's got artificial yeah. intelligence <laughs> of course it does quite yeah. a, you know zany idea and then can, can oh no it doesn't work and it gets juice everywhere a splash gag it's not funny it's just not funny. There is nothing funny about a splash gag. It's in the same family of comedy, which is funny, which is the which is like the gunk gag. You know, that's funny. Well, because because why is someone covered in gunk? This is very Nickelodeon humor. Nickelodeon humor we're dealing with here. But the splash gag 
is is it doesn't work. It it never has worked. It needs to be exercised from the sitcom world. What about uh, spit takes? Spit takes are like the cousin of in a in a more impressive family. Spit takes are always good when, the, but I think we live in a world now where the spit take is more of a joke about the spit take than it is yeah, the spit take. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of a few examples mm. of them. Whereas the splash gag is always put in there, quote unquote, organically, and it never <laughs> feels organic. It runs too long. It's especially when it's like a, like a clear liquid, you can't see anything. You've got to stain the character to make it memorable. This is a whole new level of conversation you were not expecting from the Big Show. <laughs> and show the fucking doc, the doctor in comedy comes to play on the Big Show show. It's like ten thousand oh. pounds. <laughs> it's costing. Me. It's like going to medical school and <laughs> yeah. ending up like seven ten thousand like, pounds. <laughs> Just, just for the masters we're not talking about the money I spent to get the, the uh, BA and the money I spent to get the doctorate because fuck yeah I'm going to get a doctorate <laughs> I mean yeah you go go all the way to it as high as you can with that the, the only other thing I've got to say about this is, this this episode is they did a contract signing in it as well which the big show joked about like if there's anything I know it's contract signings <laughs> I fucking hate wrestling contract signings <laughs> I hate them so much I, I'm a purist of the the sport, the sport of professional wrestling. All that fucking jog. Oh well, you know, it it's filler for a segment that could be a match for one. It's getting people over via the medium of sitting and talking at a desk. Fuck that. Just do just do a fucking promo video. Yeah. We know the match is gonna happen because we know it's gonna be on the pay per view. Doesn't relate to this. Just wanted to get it <laughs> off my chest. Thank you. The end. That's why I think is like WWE is just more about like soap opera stuff than yeah. it is about actual wrestling. Exactly, which is what Vince McMahon always wanted, because <laughs> he wanted to destroy the business. Well, he didn't want to destroy the business. Yeah, he did a lot of good stuff in the eighties. Fair enough, but he ended up destroying the business in his age. <laughs> he might as well just watch the world burn. Uh, yeah. So. Uh... Fuck Vince McMahon, fuck Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> fuck that kid from the Big Show show, and uh, there was a wrestling bear. The only other thing I've got to bring to light of the people of this is there's a website that's called uh, Spotten, S-P-O-T-E-R-N, where you can type in the name of a show and find out what clothes they're wearing on it. Okay. That's... Because I, was look- I noticed that the Big Show had a, a skull bunny on his shirt there and I was thinking is that one of those freak shirts they have to make for people that are too tall and apparently it's not it's just a shirt but that does bring us back to the poop gag that we forgot to mention oh yeah yes, of course. they mentioned like um, the kids like how big are your poops which is a great observation <laughs> and quite funny like, didn't Andre the Giant like destroy toilets? Yes, he did, man. This is the fact I brought up to you in conversation before. The big, the uh, the big show. Andre the Giant had to poop in the tub because he was too big to fit on the toilet. Great oh, stuff. What a life you must lead. What a terrible life that must have been. You know, the Big Show had uh, like all the same fucking like thing that made the the giant the giant the pituitary. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he he had like a surgery to get to to get it out or to lessen the damage of it so it would stop growing because he was like, well, we all know that the 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 Andre the Giant lived a fucking miserable last life towards the end. So let's just I'll be happy <laughs> being six foot whatever the fuck I am and not bumping for anyone. Also, apparently the Andre the Giant used to poop in people's bags and stuff. <laughs> if you can't go in the toilet, might as well go in people's bags. No, that was just more of a power move. <laughs> 
Did he need more power? One, wait, wait, okay, one time he was when he was working. Uh, um, God, uh, again, I don't want to say this and get it wrong, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say uh, Ultimate Warrior. He uh, he didn't like the fact that the Warriors whole thing was just running around really fast, and uh, you know, big shout outs <laughs> to Ghost Love. No, I think this point Hogan actually. It was either Hogan or the Warrior. Uh, he got um, them in the corner and like just you know did the bum bang into them, put his hand in his own trunks, smeared his hand with poop. And then wiped it all over them, <laughs> and you can comment underneath this episode to tell me if that was Andre the Gi- if that was the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan that got covered in Andre the Giant's poop. I mean, it's a it's a weird weird joke, but okay, I'll go. I mean, not gonna argue with him. And uh, I, I I'm gonna blow all my Andre the Giant facts too soon. Let's let's reserve some of those Andre the Giant facts for the next episode. <laughs> and I also wanted to point out they have a hat that that says the Punisher on. Who made that hat? Why why did she put it on to punish her kids? And what is wrong with why why do they still take it seriously? Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay, uh, maybe we'll find out more about this hat on the next episode of the Big Show 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 show. It's a show. Big show. Show.